I don't know what happened, Sandy. We're going to have to start over. Okay. That's crazy. I know. I don't know what happened. You know, this thing is not perfect. You oh, know? yeah. Nothing no. is. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just let's just go ahead. And um, what I'll do is at the, you know, I'll do is, um, I'll figure, okay. Let's just go ahead and start together. over. Yeah, start over. Uh, I guess start over because, you know, there's no way I can pick it back up again. Okay. All right. So um, let me just tell what, well, let's just, let's just start over from the very start. You know, like, tell sure. me a little bit about, let, tell me a little bit about what you do. Who, who are you in relation to um, your art and also, you know, what you offer? Uh, my name is Sandy Moss, and okay. I'm an artist and a teacher and a writer, and I have a studio in Arkansas. It's called Blackbird Trace, mm -hmm. and I teach art classes here, and I work with people with PTSD, complex PTSD, compassion fatigue, and any type of trauma, mm -hmm. and I also um, just do regular art classes, composition, the basic stuff, as well as mm -hmm. um, just some fun things. Okay. Okay. Well, let's take a, let's, let's go into just maybe talking about your center and, you know, how did you actually create your center? I, I kind of know your story a little bit, but tell me, tell me, tell me just a little bit about number one. I know you have some beautiful land. Your land is just gorgeous. Thank you. Um, you know, I've seen some pictures and oh, you're so lucky to have such beautiful land. Very blessed. <laughs> uh, to live on and actually have your center on. What a blessing that is. Yes. Okay. But how did you, how did you get that? How did you get it? Well, this property has been in my family for probably, I guess we're coming up on 20 years now. Okay. And I uh, took the property about 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And was making a creative arts center. Is that when I met you? Yes, that's when okay. we met. It was yeah. 10 okay. years ago. Yeah, it was. It was 10 years ago. And so you were at the time, I remember you telling me you were creating it. Yes. And okay. um, my spouse at the time could not, there was no, no positions here for him. So we ended up okay. moving. Okay. Okay. And then um, through a series of events, I'm now single and... Uh -huh came back to this property because it was, you know, family property and available okay. and um, just happened to be that the house had caught fire about a year and a half ago and okay. a series of devastating situations there, but it ended up opening the door for me to move in a tiny house to live in uh -huh. and to right. convert the three car garage into an art studio. Okay. So that's what you've got now. You've got a little house you live in. Mm-hmm. On the property, but then you also have your studio. Right. That's how far away is it from? Yes, you said it's a garage because it's right next next door. Right? It was it was a three car. It was a three car garage. It's been oh converted. My okay, so it's it it's is large. next door, but it's a big space. Yes, it's a large space. It's about it's over five hundred square feet. Oh my goodness! Um, okay, and then I have. Uh, Landscaping I've done. I've got just under two acres. So I've got landscaping I've done and uh -huh. there'll be a lot more of that coming in as right. we go back into spring. So, okay. Okay. You're telling me that you're building a, a labyrinth too. Is yes, what you're doing? I am right. in the yeah. spring. Okay. What, are your plans, what are your plans with for your retreat center? 
Um, what I am expecting to do is open the property for the retreats, uh, for uh-huh. art retreats, just for fun and okay. then healing art retreats. Okay. Um, and then the main house is, I mean, it's still here. It's structurally sound, but I will be rebuilding that into a business also. And that will be a larger format space. Um, I do have yoga classes going on right now at the studio. Those oh will move goodness. into the main house okay. and then Tai Chi and things like that. Okay. So you've got a wide variety of different healing mo- mo- uh, modules that yes. you plan to do. Okay. Right. So you have teachers, evidently you have teachers working with you. Yes, I will have. Right now I have one. I'm, I'm working on, you know, pulling others in as okay. the All need right. comes up. Okay. So she is your yoga teacher? Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Um, okay. So what, what do you do specifically with people with um, <laughs> trauma? I don't know. I've never been able to say the word, you know, like I, I, I get that word confused all the time. Is it PSD? It's PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. Yes. PTSD. Okay. What does it symbolize? It's, it's that is traumatic trauma. It's right? post-traumatic syndrome okay. disorder. Okay. My yeah. question, number one, number one, you said specifically that you used the process that you actually are now um, creating in a program for yourself. Tell me about that. That um, How you used it in relation to scripture. I'm very, very, very okay. interested in that part. That process came about. Um, almost two years ago when Mm -hmm. I was living in a situation and CPTSD, which is complex PTSD Uh is different than PTSD. PTSD, What is the difference? PTSD is a one or two time event that you don't have, you have no, you have no control over. It's it. We think of it with military, but it's not always military. Um, You can have a wreck. Right. And have PTSD from okay, it. Okay, sure, sure. Um, conflict- is it flashbacks? Is it like flashback feelings, no, anxiety, or anything? It no. is. It's anxiety. It's anxiety. It's the what ifs. Okay. Why did what happened? Okay. And okay. then it is usually nightmares. Wow. Um, there's a plethora of okay events that happen. Complex right. PTSD is when you have been in a situation with someone that you trust okay and you have a long-term relationship with them and they (laughs) have abused you and it's not necessarily physically a lot of times it's emotionally and mentally Mm -hmm. and the problem is with complex ptsd i know you've heard the terms gaslighting and love bombing yeah yeah fight flight and freeze right right all of those so with complex ptsd it's normally you're the victim of a spouse, uh-huh. a family member, a parent, a cousin, right. even a friend, and you uh-huh. go into some of the same anxiety and triggers that uh-huh. you have with PTSD. Okay, okay. They're similar, so but they're treated a little, they need to be looked at a little differently. I think it's also probably what you're saying is that particular thing would be much more common. It is. I mean, it's more common and probably more deceptive in it's, relation to yes. what people think that's going on with them. They probably haven't been diagnosed with it yet <clears throat> because probably there's a lot of 
I'd say women specifically, Mm -hmm. who go through relationships uh, who literally give their life to it and are portrayed by the the person Mm -hmm. or they begin to not trust themselves. Uh, Seriously, they can go crazy. They can feel like they're going crazy. Right. When, when they're experiencing it, they basically are put in a situation where they deny it and then it goes underground and then you develop depression and anxiety and, mm-hmm. and yes, physical problems because of it. Sure. Right. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, a lot of times it's not even denial. It's that you don't know. You don't know. Right. Exactly. You, you okay. can't. Yeah. You can't deny yeah. something that you, you can't put your finger on, but you know, something's not right. You know, something's wrong, but you can't figure it out. And sure. you generally blame yourself. Yeah. And in blaming yourself, you pile on false guilt. Uh And then the other person is ready to jump on that. And they have actually instigated it. So that's how it happens. Because it's not by accident that people are victims of complex PTSD. No. At all. No, of course not. It's a prey. It's a prey situation. It is. is, Absolutely. But that was, you know, that was a situation that I have been in for years uh-huh and that's about your marriage right both of my marriages both of your marriages and in fact my mother okay and your mother too yeah this has been since birth that i have been in this lived in this didn't know what it was okay so about about three and a half years ago i have a dear missionary friend and known her for 25 years Mm -hmm. and um we've stayed in touch we talk all the time and she knew something was going on. I knew something was going on. I could not put my finger on it. And uh-huh. she had a pretty good idea, but it was not something you can say, oh, well, you have this. Yeah. That's not sure. what happens. Uh-huh. But as we walked through this and God kind of led the conversations uh-huh. and the information that came up, I've been studying neuroscience for over a decade um, mm-hmm. because I'm obsessed with the brain and yeah. the creation and how it works and how right. God created it. Right. So, um, I'm sitting one night doing art and when you're in complex PTSD in this situation, the trauma is all day, all day, every day, every, every interaction you have with a person causes. Right. So it affects your whole life. Yes. <clears throat> it affects so, your life. It probably affects how you perceive things too. Oh, much. Yes. So yes. you perceive things as distorted mm-hmm. by, by what's going on within you. Sure. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. So I would paint at night uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I, I found a process and I thought, well, that looks fun. I think I'll try that. So I started going through it mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. And I did it two or three times mm-hmm. and I woke up the next morning and I didn't have any looping and mm-hmm. I didn't have any negative self-talk. Yeah. And I didn't have flashbacks and yeah. I didn't have the what if and how uh-huh. come. Wow. And I'm like, okay. <clears throat> and then I didn't do it for two or three days. I'm like, okay, whatever. I didn't dawn on me. That's what it was. Uh-huh. Then I came back to it two or three days. I'm like, I'm going to do this again. And again, I was doing this at night before uh-huh. I went to sleep, which is sure. huge timing. Yeah. And happened again I woke up the next morning and I'm like there's something is going on here so I waited a couple of days mm-hmm. again on purpose uh-huh so you're testing it, it out yeah I did it again I was like <clears throat> oh my word okay. and then I started 
in my Bible study, you know, God started bringing these scriptures up to me Oh, and, you know, about Christ and renewing the mind and uh-huh. how the mind wow. is renewed in Christ. And it really is the brain and the wow. mind. Wow, That's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. So yeah. I went back and I started looking at the neuroscience mm-hmm. and God started literally taking me to sites I'd never seen before. And piecing all of this oh, together. Hey, and where, revealing the scriptures that are there. Yes. That is speaking about that where uh, maybe, gosh, you know what? I bet you, I bet, you know, we talk about Christ and Jesus as being a great psychologist. Hmm. He was the first one, you know. It's amazing. Um, considering that he, you know, he created the brain, he would know how yeah. it works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that's always, it's always my joke. You know, have you, have you ever tried to tell God a joke? Well, he already <laughs> knows the punchline. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, okay, well, okay, we'll try again. It's funny. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Okay. It is, it is one of those things that when I start, when he started leading me to the neuroscience and then he mm-hmm. started coupling it with the scripture, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is how this works. This is why it works. Okay. And man, I started putting this together and I started going, okay, how, how does this work? What am I supposed to do this? What do I, how do I, and all you're using yourself, you're using yourself in, in a way, uh, as an, um, apprentice, you know, an apprentice to the process. Like, well, you're, yeah. You're and it experimenting, was experimenting, you're experimenting with the art and along with that, you're learning how it works. Yeah. And it was, it was one of those things that God was just leading me right through it going, if you do this, this Mm -hmm. is the portion of the brain it's going to affect. And if you do this, this is the portion of the brain that it affects. Wow. That's great. It was amazing. I like that. I, I, I'm very, I think that's, I've never heard this before. Never heard the combination you just said, I had no, no, I've never heard of this before. It's so it, cool. Yeah. And it, that's, that's why literally why I'm getting copyright on it because there's nothing like it. No, it's not. I don't, I've not heard anything like that for sure. And it was, it was amazing because I kept looking at this and putting and, and waiting for him to give me the next piece and the next piece and the next piece at the same time, walking through my own trauma, walking out of and figuring out how to walk away from a marriage mm-hmm. with no income. Yeah. And oh. at that point in time, nowhere to live. Yeah. And I ended up being in touch with a, a wonderful nonprofit in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Uh-huh. It's called Silverleaf. And they work with um, people in sexual abuse. And it's Silverleaf Sexual Trauma and Recovery Services. Uh-huh. And I got in touch with them. I told them about the program and oh, wow. I went out, they called me over and we sat down and I worked with one of their staff members, three or four of their advocates and three or four of their clients. And we went through the process mm-hmm. and they loved it. And the process is an actual kit and you purchase the kit and then you mm-hmm. go through the process. Mm-hmm. Well, after that, they called me back and wanted me to do the afternoon retreat with all of their psychologists and psychiatrists. Wow. So, you know, and this is me walking in with no degree. Yeah. Yeah. But having this information, having this process that yeah. works. I'm sure. I mean, I think, I mean, seriously, when you have God behind you, though, you don't mm-hmm. need an degree. You don't need exactly, a degree. exactly. You really don't. I mean, you know, 
that's paper. That's paper. That's something that's right. man made. But exactly. God is God is the God is the the total wisdom of everything. Yeah, he the is knowledge the of author. Everything. So you yeah. don't need to you don't need to you don't need any of that. Sure, totally I agree. Understand that. Yeah. I so agree. we did that. We did the, the afternoon retreat. And then they asked me if I would certify one of their counselors uh-huh. to implement my program, which is another thing I do. Uh-huh. So I certified, we walked through the program. I took her through it. I certified her and um, oh. they bought 50 of the kits. Fantastic. So well, she you know, uses you, those how there. did you know when you were going through this, what God had, had in mind, you know? Uh, no idea. None. You had no idea. And, you know, Mm-mm. it's interesting, too, that you had to go through your own personal mm-hmm. experience in order to learn the process that God wanted to implement. Right. In in a way that, you know, he wanted you to be the, um, the conduit. What is it called? Conduit? No. Conduit? Conduit. conduit. Yes. Yeah. Conduit. He wanted you to be the conduit for it. And well, so and you know, in order for you to truly get it and know it mm-hmm. and be able to, to, to do what you're doing, you've got to go through it yourself. It can't be book learning. It can't no. be learning. It can't be learning from a book. So, um, you I know, and that's one of the, Sandy. that's one that's of the really funny, amazing. Yeah. That's one of the funny things about this because we talk about that. And then what really it comes down to is I've had people say, but yeah, couldn't you have gotten that some other way? And I'm like, no, because no, no, and they're like, "Well, you wasted all that time," and I'm like, "God doesn't waste anything." No, 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 no. God and, actually has a preparation time for all of us, and mm-hmm. whatever the time period it takes that it takes to get to the place that we need to be, where God wants us to be, mm-hmm. you know, He's it's timeless. You know, it's well, timeless. and it's yeah, and it's funny because you know it's like, well, that was so painful and so hard. And I'm like, yeah, it was. It was literally walking through hell. Yeah, but you know, Scripture says God works all things together for those who love Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you take that, when you get out, or you're almost out, and you're looking at it, going, "That was horrible." Oh, but man, but I've got this. Yeah, I wouldn't have had this. <clears throat> and you are who you are from it because mm-hmm. of the experience you went through. Yeah. And so you can look at it and say, that was a blessing. That was a gift. Yeah. Okay. So why do you call it finding the fire, finding your fire? Is that the creative fire, the spiritual fire? Actually, finding the fire is um, kind of funny because when you're, when you're dealing with PTSD or complex PTSD, especially complex PTSD, uh-huh. You literally become a shell of yourself. Mm-hmm. You are completely wow. not there. Yeah. And when you are born, you have this zest for life and this uh-huh. fire. Right. And you yeah. can hear it when a baby cries. Yeah. And you know that fire is there and there's something in them. It's like this holy fire uh-huh. that is bestowed on us. And when we go through those processes and we go through that, that trauma, Mm -hmm. you literally become, you don't recognize yourself and you're not who you were. Yeah. And you cannot relate to the person you've become because you don't know who they are because they're not, they're not you, Uh but you're so not there. It's like you've, you've been put out. Yeah. And I've had that experience myself being snuffed oh my out goodness. Yeah. temporarily. Yes. Yeah. 
And that's exactly, you know, yeah. scripture talks about your candle, this little light of mine, hide it yeah. under a bushel, all that. And it's the Holy Spirit, the, the tongue, the flame, of the, the tongues of flame, yes. the flame that was over the, um, the prophet's head. Right. At Pentecost. Sure. And yeah. that is very much, it's allowing that to reignite and for you to come back and actually become stronger than what you were. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. this idea that there is a fire and it's not completely out, but if we feed the brain the appropriate nutrients, just like we feed our body, mm-hmm. we don't eat a tomato and say, okay, well, this has lycopene and all these things. And now you need to go here and you need to go here to nourish each part no. of the body. <laughs> we don't do that. Right. Thank goodness. <laughs> it, you yeah. know, it works the same way with this right. art process. Right. We don't sit down and go, I'm going to draw a line and I need you to work in this part of my brain. Uh-huh. It just happens. So as we're working through the process, which I do with the client, Uh it begins to open up neural pathways that are new in the brain and it allows them to go into flow state, which allows the fire to know why it works. No. In other words, they don't have to understand the process at all. We don't even talk about the trauma. My question is, okay, you've got a woman who comes to you with the same kind of background that you had. Mm-hmm. How do you work with her? Let's, let's just say female, a female. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've got a, you've got a woman who has the experiences that you went through. Um, how do you, how do you work with her? She's come to you for help. Um, we sit down. Okay. We open the kit. Okay. And I literally say, you know, this is a process. There is no right or wrong. We're not Mm -hmm. after a finished product. We're Mm -hmm. after what what happens between right now and at the end. And this won't be something that you're going to, it's not a pill you can take. Yeah. And the process is created to do three times Mm -hmm. or more. I provide enough supplies for someone to do it three times. There's actually enough supplies in there to do it more, but starting the process, we just literally, here's the paper, do this, Uh now do this. And I literally just walk you through an art process. Okay. What kind of art are we talking? Are we talking free form? Are we talking, you know, don't think about what you're doing kind of a thing? What What kind of art are we talking about? Um, very guided because people Mm -hmm. in complex PTSD and PTSD have extreme difficulties making decisions and choices. Okay. So you guide them through it. We literally do it together. I say, choose one of these, you know, choose this oil pastel. Okay. One of these, choose that. And this is what we're going to do. Okay. Okay. Do you make a line and then they make a line or is it a conversation? It's conversational and we do it at the same time. I'll say yeah, here. That's, that's what I thought. Is, you know, yeah. Some psychologists will use the, that method of, of you know, the, 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 stu- the, 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 uh, the patient will make a line and then the, the, the therapist will make a line mm-hmm. and it'll be kind of a conversation. So that's kind of what you do. Um, maybe they have, yeah. like they have their kit and then I have my kit. Oh, you have your own kit. Yes. Okay. We do it, okay, we do so it separately. You are doing your own thing, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I see. So they're not, you're not drawing on their paper. You're no. Drawing- oh, no. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. No, drawing drawing yeah. on their paper would be okay. an invasion of yes, privacy. Yes, it would be. It would be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So also, it it's like you're. They need to let go of their. Oh, what is it? Their. They need to trust themselves. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't trust happen. You, that's... But trust themselves. Okay. Okay, and so that's that, why I do it with them because I just if I just told them what to do, yeah, they wouldn't be able to do it. They would be thinking of what is she going to tell me to do next, and it would uh -huh. be very judgmental. Yeah. There's no judgment in this wow. whatsoever, none. Okay, okay, all right. So tell me what in the next thing happened. What ha what happens next? Um, they we go through the process. Mm -hmm. It's about an hour and a half. It is you know I'm guiding them as. They're working on their piece. I'm working on my piece at the same time. Uh -huh. And we go through the process. Uh -huh. And when we're done, a lot of times people want to talk about and say, well, what do you think of this? Or what do you see in this? Okay. Yeah. And I tell them that is not, that's not what this is about. I have no place to pass judgment or tell them what I see. <clears throat> They can look at it if they see something. And nine times out of 10, mm -hmm. someone will see something in their work. Yeah. And they don't want to say what they see. They want to see if you see it so you can to validate, validate it. To validate yes. it. Right. Exactly. And my whole, <clears throat> the whole process is for them to begin validating themselves. I think that's great. That's a good step. And the thing is that um, I think using art to to get to get them to that place mm -hmm. is a safe place. As I did this when I was working with um, uh, grief and art. Mm -hmm. We did the same. We did something similar in mm -hmm. uh, not exactly, but I mean, I use art a lot in helping them to be able to talk about their feelings. Right. We use collage, mm -hmm. which is a really non-threatening, easy. Yes. To do pulling images and then talking about their images. Right. Uh, I found that if you allow them to um, to allow them to speak their own wisdom, it's better because it's it's um, it validates their own wisdom. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. But, and, okay. and they have to. They're at the point that they cannot validate anything. They can't even tell you what they want for dinner. Oh, I know, I know. You know, so it's yeah. like, yeah. it's that small sure. step that just, just opens anything, the door. Anything yeah. small like that mm -hmm. and non-threatening can yeah, be uh, uh, a way of gaining so much. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah, non-threatening. Art, art can be a non-threatening process, especially the way you are working. I think that's a very non-threatening, mm -hmm. childlike, almost like... Uh, mm -hmm step-by-step -step process right very good okay so how does the scriptures come into it um well if i'm working when i'm working with clients it just happens okay um the right. scripture in the process for me has been the truth uh-huh and and recognizing that truth in scripture uh-huh and then okay. seeing it how literally the renewing of the mind happens in the brain in the neuroscience. Okay. 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 Those things so just come about. Come in. That just really not come into your process. That much. It depends on the client. Okay. If, I'm, if I'm working with clients that <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I don't 
there's no sure. reason to bring scripture into it if that's not where they are. Sure. If I'm working with clients yeah. that bring it up, then they give me permission and we're free to talk about it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Well, that, yeah. Okay. So now you're telling me now that the process is, uh, uh, see, okay. So that's the first day. So then you just basically work with them ongoing for a while. How long? They have the choice. Um, there's two other steps to this that okay. can happen. They don't have to happen. I leave that up to the client. Okay. And so this process they do one time with me uh-huh. and they take the kit home. Oh, and then they, they do themselves. They can take the kit home and do oh, it themselves if okay. they want to do it themselves or they can come back to me and do it with me two more times. It depends on where they are in their journey because sometimes they're not in a position. They'll take it home and set it down and never touch it again, even though they want to, but it's too intimidating. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. if you want to come back, do it with me again, two more Uh times. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So yeah, it's, it's important to leave it up to the client. Mm Mm-hmm. And where they're comfortable and where they want to go with it. And then they have the option of doing the two other pieces that go with it. Okay. Um, But they're not. The idea is to introduce something to the client that is hands-on, non-threatening, non-judgmental, that gives them a key to open the door to the rest of their healing. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you said that, let's see, what did you say? You told me that you were going to be meeting with some people to um, start your program with an organization. Um, Tell me more about that. There is a brand new veteran center here in Harrison. It's called Camp Jack. Uh It's really quite remarkable. I am very impressed Uh with what they're doing. Okay. Um, And we will be meeting, I'll be meeting with, the two directors Uh and the board probably the first or second week of January with Camp Jack. And we will be sitting down going through the process with them. Wow. So they will come in, we'll go through the process. So they fully understand. And then I will be doing that process with veterans on site. Um, So you'll be doing stuff on site like with the veterans. Yes. I'll be doing it at Camp Camp Jack with them. Uh We're also talking about me bringing in just some fun evening um, type things just so they can have some art experience, some ways to do expressive arts some things like that. Yeah. Um, And then we'll be doing an ongoing, an ongoing process with the veterans there. Okay. Um, which also means I'm going to be, of course, reaching out to all the sexual trauma services in this area also. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. You know, definitely that, that is a big, a sexual trauma is major. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. We have. And it's um, not just, not just one particular situation. No. No, we've, it's not just sexual trauma, you know, being raped or mm -hmm. sexual trauma being an incest victim or Mm -hmm. that it's it. There's a lot to that. Well, and there are, um, unbelievably, we don't like to even consider this, but there are a lot of men that are victims of sexual trauma. Of course. Yeah. And it's, and yeah, that was harder. That's harder. Yes. They don't want to talk about it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's too sensitive and too difficult for them. Yeah. 
I have a question about a situation that <clears throat> might arise in a class you're doing, say an art class. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you recognize someone that might have a, a problem when they didn't initially come in for it? Yeah, it's pretty, because I've been through it, it's pretty obvious. Um, And generally what happens, even when I'm, when I go to Target, when I go to the store, when I, when I go anywhere, people are constantly approaching me that don't know who I am. And they're constantly approaching me and starting a conversation and telling me Uh their trauma or telling me that their daughter has trauma. Well, that has a lot to do with God too, you know. Yes, it does. leading people to you. Yeah. Um, you know, and the more you work with it, the more light you mm-hmm. are. In other words, the light that you are, yeah. the more I, light you will shine. And people are, I know this sounds like a real strange cliche, but uh, they're t- attracted to the light like the moth yeah. to a flame. Of course. I mean, we're we're even attracted exactly. to the moonlight. I know that. I you know, know that happens to me yes. as well. You know, there you go. And, um, and it's great. It's like when I opened my studio, I told God, I said, God, this is your place. Mm-hmm. You send people to me that you want me to work with. Exactly. And it happens all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> and and I, that's I, I don't question, I don't question who they are. Or no, no. I just say, okay, this is God's house, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't really make it like, oh, you know, big deal. But- right, right, right. You know, that's what I believe for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you can do that in your own work, you make Mm -hmm. it God's work. Then he's the manager, right? Yeah. You don't have to worry about any of that. Right. He'll take care of everything. And that's the thing. When I when I have someone in studio, I come across something like that. Yeah. It's not something that I draw attention to. Yeah. It is something that you know you take note of and you go, This is a possibility. Uh Uh-huh. This might be. So I have information available in studio uh-huh. that talks about you know this situation this not situational not situation wise yeah, right. but the process and who it works with because uh-huh. again people in ptsd know they have ptsd people in complex ptsd don't know really don't yeah, know exactly um but you know what i think that you know people can just been be working with art period you know, I mean, if you if you talk, if you teach any kind of art process that's more intuitive, that's more like therapeutic, you will probably meet more people who are not aware of it, but mm-hmm. have it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And that's yeah. And that's one of the reasons, you know, my initial thought was I'm only going to do my healing art process. I'm not going to do the fun stuff. I'm not going to do. No, I think you, know, you should do both. And I ended up going, no, because this is helpful. This is entertainment for people. People want this. Yeah. So why would I negate the need there and the desire and only focus on something that someone else may not even be aware they have complex PTSD? And the only way they figure it out is by doing an initial fun art process they do something fun and uh you know sometimes you know i used i did a women's retreat one time where i had like four or five different teachers including Mm -hmm. myself and there was an artist who was a journaler and she does call something called journal to life Mm -hmm. and um it's like a uh like you do like journal prompts right and boy 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 oh boy you know oh that opened everything i'm sure oh my goodness did we discover Mm -hmm. stuff and there was another artist who did um 
did uh, she did visual journals and she did little journals that were little little stories that, oh, that were inside of a tin. Mm-hmm. And you could tell just by the way people glommed onto that that opportunity to express mm-hmm. with imagery. I think that there's more, I think this is more common than ever. I think mm-hmm. it's more common than ever because of our world and because of who we are, you know, and, and, and how we are in fact discovering things that are inside of us that we didn't know was there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that it's much, it's, it's more common now. I think people are talking about it more than they were before, you know, years ago, whatever. Well, and it's, but, yeah. And it's, it's more accepted at this it's point. More and because of that, it's become more prevalent. It's more mainstream too. Yeah. It's more mainstream right. than, okay, this is only done in a therapeutic setting with a, in a psych ward or whatever. Therapeutic well, art is something that lots of people are, are offering, including mm-hmm. myself. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have to have a shingle. Right. To do therapeutic art. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to the question. Oh, okay. I have a question about your story in relation to creating your center and rising from the ashes, I call it. Okay. Okay. So what I want you to talk about is your faith, your persistence, and your resilience. Of rising above the ashes. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That was, uh, again, pretty much that was the discovery of the situation I was in dealing uh-huh. with someone with um, a personality disorder. Right. And recognizing and understanding CPTSD, the process, and at the same time, not realizing that, you know, God was there the whole time, which I knew. Uh That was never a question for me, but the question was always my perception at that point, which is very common for people that work, that are in a relationship with someone with this personality disorder, that personality disorder, they, as you said, read through a filter, that filter gets applied to God. Mm -hmm. And even though you know the truth, you still go, but that sounds like the personality disorder and you is that you, God, or is that the personality disorder? So you work through that process and go uh-huh. back to truth of who Christ is, who God is. Uh-huh. And it was like I just watched him pick me up at the right time in the right place. I literally waited six and a half months at least before Why? I left. Uh-huh. Knowing every day that I was leaving, going, God, when am I leaving? When am I leaving? Okay. So you knew, you knew that God was just literally going to lift you up and take you up. Well, I hoped. I didn't know how. I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't have an income. Had no income. Nothing. Wow. And that's, is that when you actually, um, how, what was it? What was that next step then after you left? Well, actually it was funny because I knew, I knew I was leaving six Mm -hmm. to eight months prior but I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know when I was going. And he um, had taken a job in Colorado uh-huh. and I, we lived in Kentucky uh-huh. and I kept going, I know I'm not going to Colorado. Am I going to Colorado? I can't be going to Colorado. Uh, right. And um, 
it was just really funny because through a series of events, I was able to take a lot of my things um, because I knew I was going to have to just get up and leave. And I was able to keep a lot of my things with a friend of mine in Kentucky. Uh And because we were supposed to be moving, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. Right. Packing meant I could pack some of my things. Okay, so it was the it was justified. He he didn't know. He had no yeah, idea. He had no okay. idea. Okay. And I finally on a Friday night, I was like, I think it's Sunday. And, you and just- by Saturday afternoon, I was like, Okay, I'm leaving tomorrow morning. And I got up on Sunday, June twenty eighth at six thirty and got up in my car and drove away. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you're driving away and uh, you're going to be staying with a friend. Is that what it is? I left and yeah. my son, I have a son that lives in Oklahoma okay. and I got in touch with him. Both of my children knew what was going on and I got okay. in touch with my son in Oklahoma and I'm like, can I, can I come? And he's like, yeah, mom, come. Okay. Okay. So okay. Well, yeah, I stayed with him for about four days right. and I wasn't close enough to this property to manage, you know, any of the rebuild. Uh-huh. And then I have a friend in Rogers, Arkansas, uh-huh. and I ended up staying with her a couple of months. Then I went to Asheville, stayed with a friend there for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Then I went back to Arkansas, stayed with that friend another month and a half. And at that point in time was when the tiny house came into into play, which my joke is, oh, yeah, I'd love to live in a tiny house. I just need six of them. <laughs> well... Yeah, I don't ask for don't don't ask for what you you know. Don't, be sure what you ask for, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like <laughs> I am not a tiny house girl. I have never. They're cute. They're adorable. I'm no. And there I was driving down the road in in Rogers, Arkansas, in a little tiny house community. And I'm like, so do you rent them? And he's like, no, this is a retirement community. I'm like, well, that's a deal breaker. Uh huh. And he said, but you can buy one and have it moved to your property. Oh, and, okay. You're talking about those little houses? Yes. It's you're three. talking about those little tiny houses. Oh my it's, gosh, I had no idea you were talking about that. Yeah. Is that what you live in? I live in 390 square feet. No, you're talking about those little tiny doll houses. It looks like a dollhouse. That are not, so cute. Not the tiny, tiniest ones. Oh my gosh, I had but, no yeah. idea when you said you lived in a small house. Yeah, Sandy, no. Sandy, that you were talking about a tiny house. <laughs> it's a legit tiny house. Oh, how yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It's <laughs> smaller than my studio. Okay. Gosh. So your house is smaller than your studio. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Um, it's... Now I understand. So I get the picture now. <laughs> you know, when you said small house, I went, small house. Okay. That's, you know, but I, yeah. and I didn't, I don't get feet. You know, when you say this 70 square feet, I don't get that stuff. You know, I don't know. I mean, I could tell, I couldn't tell you how much, how square foot my, my studio is. Yes. No, I get it. You know, I don't get it. Okay. So, okay. So you're living. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. Oh yeah. Okay. So how did faith, well, obviously faith came in there. Oh yeah. Totally came in because faith doesn't mean that you're you don't doubt. No, it doesn't. Faith doesn't mean you're going, okay, God, you know, are you serious? <laughs> that's, that's my pretty much, you have got to be kidding You've me. You've got to be really? kidding. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah, I, and yeah, I know it. I've been there. Yes. So, so, but faith also doesn't mean that you're like, not every afraid. You're always afraid. Faith doesn't mean you don't have any fear. 
Well, you get to the point where you recognize that it's fear uh-huh. and you go, oh, that's fear. That's uh-huh. negative. There is no negative in God whatsoever. Right. Well, he listen. is the provider. So, that's right. okay. When the, when the disciples walked on water, just think about this. Jesus was telling them to walk towards them on water. Can you imagine? You know, that's actually one of my favorite stories about Peter walking on water. Because I um I have <laughs> two older sisters, had two older sisters, uh-huh. and uh they tried to drown me when I was four months old. Wow. So I have you I have, have an issue water. with water. I have well, and it ends up being an issue of claustrophobia. Yeah. That manifests it's fear of water that manifests as claustrophobia. But that's one of my favorite things because, and Peter was one of my favorite disciples because he uh-huh. was always gung ho, the first one, let's go, let's do it. You yeah. know, he was one of the sons of thunder. And when Christ said, come on, well, you can walk out here to me. <laughs> Peter was like, okay, here I come. Uh-huh. And then he recognizes that he's in the middle of this. And he's like, <laughs> Holy crap. What am I doing? And when he has that, that realization, yeah. He starts sinking. And he it wasn't like sinking. he started sinking slowly. No, he went he's, under. He's, yeah. Yeah. He went yeah. under and Christ just reached down and said, dude, would you pay attention to me, please? Just look at me. We're good. And Peter's like, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. I can jump and I can walk in water and I can be crazy, but only if I watch you. Uh huh. Exactly. And that's exactly. it. That's that exactly you, yeah, where the faith right. and the fear comes in. That's right. Exactly. Okay. So, all right. So now tell me about your uh, resilience in relation to challenges, like challenges that I'm sure that you continue to have. Oh, had one today. Huge one. Oh yeah. It, It is a continual. And what I have found and understood just in the last, this whole thing has been this, this immense growing process. And what I have found is those challenges and becoming resilient is God saying, okay, let's wake up today and let's look at this situation Mm -hmm. because you know, I have this situation and yeah, it's right here in front of you and Mm -hmm. you can walk through it with me or Uh you can sit in the middle of it and be upset about it. Right. You get to have the choice. I know. Yeah, it is a choice. You're right. And that resilience is a minute by minute, hour by hour, it every is. day, single. I mean, I, I have gotten news in the last two weeks mm-hmm. that I should be just distraught, uh-huh. end of the world, stuck. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, this is the next thing. And God is like, come over here, sit down, let's have some coffee, let's talk about this. Wow. Yeah. And that's what happens. I mean, I literally get up every morning like, okay, Lord, what are we doing today? And he's like, you need to go to, he's like, you need to go to Branson. And I'm like, I can't go to Branson. I've got to do this and this and this. And he says, girl, you argue with God. Oh, I do. I do. Constantly. And he's like, get your butt in the car. We are going to Branson. (laughs) And I end up in Branson and I end up in TJ Maxx and a lady looks at me and comments on my hair. Uh And that starts the conversation. And from there, we spend an hour and a half in the middle of TJ Maxx talking about. He used that as a way to get to this woman. Okay. Yeah, I understand that too. And that that is the resilience where I was, if I'm focusing on, okay, income, not there. 
really well yet. House not rebuilt. Don't have enough clients. This, this, if I'm focusing on all of that, there uh-huh. is no resilience yeah. at all. Yeah. But if That's I'm focusing great. on Christ and what uh-huh. he's doing and what he wants me to do, and I'm listening, uh-huh. all of this other stuff plays out and it takes care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. So your resilience, your resilience is, is, is your, is your faith, is your it, faith. It's my it's relationship. Also your, your, um, your, your, your choice, mm-hmm. your choices. It's, that you yeah. Make. It's, it's my because relationship. Because choices are action. Choices are action. It's like, okay, when you yeah. make a decision, <clears throat> you just get up and do it. <clears throat> Even if you aren't sure about mm-hmm what you're going to do. Basically. And you know, the beautiful thing is when you, when you realize walking in, in relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. you don't make mistakes mm-hmm. because you might do something that you think is wrong, mm-hmm. but Christ already knew you were going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, it's yeah. already been taken care of. Yeah. So if I'm working with a client and I think, Oh, I said some, I, I was working with a client two weeks ago and I looked at her and I said something, I said, oh, I cannot believe I just said that. And she looked at me and she teared up and she said, you're exactly right. Well, see, you know, the, you know, that's the thing. That's what you need to trust. You need to trust mm-hmm. that. And you need to trust that, that oftentimes, in fact, we don't know. We don't know when we say something, what, what those words are that we're saying yeah. to that person they need to hear. And I understand that because, you know, sometimes, you know, you, we, we do a, we do a second, we dig, make it like, mm-hmm. kind of like second guess ourselves and say, yeah. oh, well, I should have said so-and-so. Or right. But that's exactly what should have been said. Mm-hmm. I understand. And that, I think that's wonderful, Sandy. I think this is such a great um, talk that we've had. And I have really enjoyed it. I Joy. want You're just you a dear. to consider coming back again because okay. I want to know your um ongoing process and what you're doing i know you said also you said you write and Mm -hmm. i want to know about uh writing what does that mean writing medium what does that mean i think we'll go into that another time sounds good Um, and the other thing i want to talk to you more about is your own art because we didn't even touch that no I, I am a working artist, artist, actually. You're a working <laughs> artist. I know you are. And I know you've shared some shows. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about, number one, I want to talk about, which I have the same challenge. How do you stay creative mm-hmm. along with being a, a conduit for other people's creativity mm-hmm. and how important it is to nurture your own creativity? That's mm-hmm. the subject we'll talk about. Um, Sounds good. And the other subject I want to talk about is you know, as your as your center is developing, you know what's happening at your center and um, a lot of things. You know, there's so much that you have going on. I got mm-hmm. one question to ask you, and that is, how do you do it all? Um, <laughs> you know, people love to say, "Oh, it's just tiny steps, just tiny steps." I'm like, "Yeah, that's great, but I need tiny steps running at a sprint." not a marathon, um, <laughs> which is why I paint in acrylic and do mixed media art because I have no patience for oils. I had patience at five for oils, uh-huh. but and I yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> yeah. now. Well, that's, that's, yeah, I understand. Sure. Sure. But it is, so you like it, to walk, you like to see things like dry immediately so you can yes. go and do the layers. So I need to, that's I, how I need I to get it going. Way. Yeah. I need I to get it going. Way. Yeah. And 
other things I have great patience for, but the art is like, I got to get this out now. I got to do this now. I have to make this happen now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing everything completely out of context. And this is not what this verse means at all, but there's a verse Mm -hmm. that says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, it doesn't mean you can do all things through Christ. That's not quite what it means at all. Literally. It has a completely different, but the first time I read that, I'm like, Oh, cool. So I kind of went with it. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's not what it means. You got to do one thing at a time. Well, you can generally do generally what I'm finding And what I found in the last 18 months between being home, quasi homeless, working on rebuilding and getting a house structurally sound, opening a business, getting a divorce, um, having my son, my youngest son get married, just and taking care of my mom's health, who lives in South Texas and has dementia. So I manage her health care from here. Wow. What I have found is there are some constants that you have to do. Mm-hmm. They have, and I'm not even talking housework. I'm my mom's care is a constant that has to happen. Uh, sure. My health needs to be a constant. Right. But other things you can pick three to four things and go hard and heavy on them for about three or four months mm-hmm. and let one slowly settle and it will get into a rhythm and a system. Mm-hmm. And then the next one will settle and get into a rhythm and system. And okay. then after three or four months, you can add two more. Okay. So it's, it's a jag, it's a juggling act, basically. It is a juggling act, right? I'm not and great I think at you it. Have but I'm to know it yourself. Out. I think you have to know yourself enough through your own experience with the work that you've done throughout the you know, your life has taught you a lot about doing that. So the lessons that you've learned in other ways you can apply to what you do in your work. Exactly. And exactly. how you um I mean, what kinds of things do you do? I, okay, the other question I have is, do you have a daily practice? Um, my daily practice is to get up and say, God, what are we doing today? Okay, okay, so that's, 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 that's it. practice, okay. Yeah, so, that, that's about it. That, that is all I can handle. That's all you can handle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, and the other question I have is, let's see. What would you advise someone who is sitting in their situation like you were at one time? Okay, they're sitting in a situation where they have a dream. I have an example. Okay, I have an example. Mm-hmm. I have a student yeah. who just emailed me or just messaged me yesterday. She's someone I've been working with her daughter for a long time. And mm-hmm. um, she's, she and I have gotten to be friends and she's moved. And uh, she said to me, she says, Joy, I have some advice I want. I need, I need your advice. What do you think about me deciding to pursue my photography at 42 years old? Do you think I'm too old for that? Oh my goodness. Absolutely not. Vessa. No, no, do it, do it, do it. I was just giving her as much encouragement as possible to make that mm-hmm. step because she's in a health and a health uh, field and she's really not happy and she did mm-hmm. this all because she quote should 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 yeah. now she wants to pursue her passion she lives in a beautiful mountainous area oh she's wow she's got gorgeous gorgeous environment to do her photography I am doing all I can to encourage her to do it mm-hmm. because it's never too late no it is never too late to follow your dream and mm-hmm. um 
I'm delighted when someone does that. I'm delighted yes. that I might have some had some little part of inspiring them. Mm-hmm. And um, I said to her, I said, please let me know anything that you're doing. I really want to know. You can talk to me anytime because mm-hmm. you know, I love it. She needs that support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I asked you the questions about challenges. Um, yeah. Let me think. Okay. Like I said, I think I'm going to have you back on again. Okay. I think we're going to talk about a lot of other things. I think it helped to have all these questions written down. Yes, absolutely. I think that this is something that I'm going to use as a format for other people. I I'm love learning, that. By joy. the way, I'm learning how to do the podcast better and better. You're better doing so fabulous. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love that you jumped yeah. into this and you're just going for it. I think that's wonderful. I know. I'm having so much fun. And that's all that counts. <laughs> if Every day should be a party. It every should day. be a party. Yes, that's why I'm called the joy of art. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Well, just about a few days ago, I interviewed someone who is, um, she's a fashion merchandiser and she I also to does that. the yes. windows. And yes. So jealous. I did I'd this love to simply do that. because she is such a creative person. I love it. And she deserved to be interviewed. Oh, I love it. Yes, absolutely. And that's something I have always admired. I always I always love those movies where they show in the 1940s and 50s and you go to New York and people huh? are watching by the windows and window oh, I shopping. Know, I know, I know. I'm like, we yeah. need to bring back window shopping. They should. They should, definitely, definitely. But I also have a love of fashion because I'm a fashion. Oh, yeah. I'm a, well, I used to be a, ma- a fashion model at, when I was in my 20s. I love it. So it has, I have a lot of love for fashion. I love it. I love it. For my association to be with the boutique is, Mm -hmm. it's a a dream come true. How special. It's a dream come true. Yeah. Okay, honey. Well, listen, um, I am going to um, say goodbye for now, but we will definitely continue. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to publish this. I'm going to put your photos together and I'm going to also posted both on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Along with all of your information on where people can uh, reach you and uh, contact you and um, all that stuff. Sounds great. Joy, this has been amazing. I just love it. I'm so thankful you asked me to come on and share some time with you. Well, I am delighted that you did, Sandy. And I think it's so cool that you and I met on on that mixed media group years ago. Isn't it funny that we met on that group and I live (laughs) on this property and we haven't got to do anything together until I came back to this property? I know, and we talked about it. We talked about it, and I just been talking about forever. I kept bugging you. You are a great bugger. You bug me anytime, girl. I love it. I love yeah, it. People actually say that. They say, Joy, just keep bugging me. It's awesome. Persistence is important, and you have got it, girl. I definitely do. Okay, sweetie. Um, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanks. You do the same. Enjoy. Okay. All right, honey. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.